0: hey steve hey chris so it's been uh it's it's been a month right like a month maybe a month and a half Yeah, it's been a while what was going on what was going on was my car needed maintenance and by maintenance i need i mean needed one thing fixed in the motor and then my cousin and my dad were looking in my motor and like you know what while we're here and that's how you don't get your car back.
1: Right, for oh, we got to order this part. Okay. And, and we got it. Yes, yes. Yeah.
0: Except for nobody bothered to check and patch my tire like I had, So hmm. that's still got to be good. That's get always fixed. good.
1: It's like the, yeah, oh, you know, we took the entire engine apart and replaced all of this. Uh, oh, yeah, but you got a flat tire. <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, we're going to get that worked on. But I got my car back. So I'm able to come over here. And you might ask why, in the age of the internet, we didn't just record over the internet and it's because it's just not the same it's not the same it's and also i don't i really don't have a very good setup at my house so yeah here we are uh that's why i've been gone and unfortunately i haven't finished my video yet but i did uh actually delete or i am deleting the facebook page because nobody but my friends are really following that anyway so it's just no point and also nobody uses facebook anymore it's only a matter of time before I delete my Twitter. So, at this point, it's like, yeah, YouTube and RamblePack64.com. That's all you
1: need. All right. I don't know. You don't know? I haven't... I haven't I'm, some people, it's, it seems to be mixed. It depends on what your audience is. And I guess we're, we're not really finding an audience, or you're not really finding an audience on Facebook, so directly... I
0: mean, I, I, don't uh, know, I really ad- don't even
1: know, honestly.
0: <laughs> okay. You're not, like, keeping I up with the I have no idea what to... E- and, nope, uh, I never keep up with the analytics. promoting your
1: page and all that stuff. <sighs> I'm not going to pay them money to
0: promote my page.
1: That's true. Yeah, you, you don't want to pay money because what I've heard is you pay them money and then what you end up with is, like... You A whole know, bunch like of views Far but East, no engagement. Right, Far East, uh, you know... What do they call the farms, the click farmers who are just gonna, they're the ones who are going to then like your page. And then you're gonna have all of these, and it's gonna totally mess up with your audience and all that other stuff. And you'll post stuff, and then all of your click farm people will like it, and then none of your actual audience will see it because. It's not, like, the algorithm yeah, yeah, saying, yeah. like, okay... The I algorithm mean, screwed up. Yeah, 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 yeah All yeah. these people in, you know, Malaysia like this post, and so we're not going to show it to people in the United States or something yeah. like that. Yeah.
0: But um, today, however, we're, go- we're not going to talk about any more of that because we're going to talk about this was your first Nintendo Direct as a current Nintendo system owner. It was. So, tell me, Steve... As the title of this episode is going to be... Tell me, Steve. What did you think of the February Nintendo
1: Direct? Okay, so so Nintendo Direct is sort of like the opposite of E3. It's like anti-E3. E3 E3 is like, we're going to take a week, and we're going to tell you like three or four things that you really cared about. Nintendo Direct is like, we're going to take a half hour and tell you ten things that you care about.
0: I'm pretty sure there's more in 10 we're at that <laughs> well, there's more than And 10. that's a cultivated list. This and is true.
1: Yeah, this is. there's even... And this. what's
0: surprising is the amount of stuff that is left in this document is a lot more than what was cut out of it. This
1: is true. Yeah, and well, some of the things obviously aren't like, you know, we've got uh, Chocobo Mystery Dungeon on here. We're not going to talk much about that, about, I don't think. We're not going to talk about... But like, you got like five seconds of Chocobo. Okay, that's yeah. a thing that exists. They okay, released a full on.
0: trailer, but...
1: Yeah, but in the actual direct. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's like it's really great presentation, um, great use of time. My kids watched it with me. I watched the second time with my kids, and they're basically like, "Oh, can we get that? Can we get that? We have to get that." <laughs> um, probably though, and it's at the top of the list. So probably the thing they were most excited about was Super Mario Maker Two. Really, the most excited about I would say that was what they were the most excited about. Other than when I showed them the next Direct and they saw the new Pokemon game coming out.
0: Okay, which we will discuss that a that's, little that's bit That's a little bit later. But <laughs> yeah,
1: Super Mario Maker 2 got a lot of good reactions.
0: And I'm not surprised because a lot of people came away with that. Unfortunately, that is technically my ideal game. And I would have loved it as a kid when I was trying to make my own video games in Mario Paint. By naturally just pretending it was running on a program. Uh, ins- instead of it actually running on a program, but for some reason now as an adult, it's like I don't have the patience for this. I, I, I like none of this stuff's really all that interesting or good. It it's like I'd have to take my whole Saturday.
1: Like I, 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 I think can. it depends on how good the interface is, and I think I see it also as being something in my environment where you know multiple children who are old and who are skilled enough to get it, and adults who are basically just children. <laughs> so can you know sit around and somebody can make a level and then somebody can play the level and then they get to make a level and somebody else can play it and that kind of thing. And It, it got me a little bit excited because I like it when you have things that are more than just playing a game where you get to be creative. It's the interaction, and, and in your
0: house, that's gonna that's gonna. I'm probably gonna come over for more podcasts and. Your kids are going to say, "Mr. Chris, Mr. Chris, play our level." Right?
1: Yeah, that would be cool. Um, it's gonna—it's gonna depend on how good the interface is too, because we've messed with Little Big Planet before, and everything that gets built in Little Big Planet always ends up just being one big disaster. But there's a lot of—it's complex- got a
0: weird physics engine, partially because well, it's-, it's a realistic
1: physics engine, right? And it's also because it's not—it's not, it's not it's like 2.5D where you have multiple levels to move in and out. Mm. So there'd always be a lot of trouble, like, oh, I wanted to jump on this thing, but I built it in the back row. And it's sort of... Being strictly 2D is a plus for Mario Maker in that, too.
0: Having some... Yeah, that's the thing. Having some experience with the original, because I did get the original, and I played it a little bit, but it was my roommate that ended up loving it. And uh, he got my copy of the original on Wii U. And... With that, because you have to be able to do any kind of generation of 2D Mario, it does make mean like you you are limited to side-scroller. Yeah. So that and Mario has a very specific set of physics designed to have a certain feel. It's going to feel like a Mario game. Whereas again, Little Big Planet is we're having a realistic physics engine dropped in and things are going to behave realistically. And now you got to figure and tweak that out until it uh, makes yeah. until it works. And with Mario, it's a lot more predictable because everything's yeah, designed to run by a much more specific, not realistic rule set.
1: Yeah, I just I think it's they, they got me with for some reason. Even though I never had a Super Nintendo, I only played my friends' Super Mario World evokes a little bit of extra nostalgia for me. Yes, I would say there's the something specific about Super Mario World. I don't know what it is. It was sort of a like a pinnacle was a, the 2D pinnacle sort of.
0: Um. A lot of people favor Mario Brothers 3 and insist that's the best one, but for me, I really like the and for, it's a, it's a lot of the exploration. Mario Brothers 3 is very much speed run friendly. Yep. Mario World wants you to explore more. You can speedrun it, but it's not like getting the warp whistle and all this other stuff in Mario Brothers Three. It is not like there, there. I don't think there's anything in the first world of Mario World that allows you to skip anything. Yeah, you have to find specific exits starting with the second world in order to get the warps, and then you can speed on through. But otherwise, I feel like Mario World is favorable to people like cuz again like I I'm the 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 Metroid fan that likes to find everything in a Metroid game
1: right
0: yeah. I I take my time I don't try and speed run through it I don't try and beat it in less than 2 hours um so for me Mario World is like it's got that element to it it's the Zelda element you know um
1: uh, yeah anyway so so starting off with that though hit it and then giving you some of the, the Super Mario 3D Land 3D World 3D World yes yeah stuff with the uh the cats and all that was cool, too. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to that. And I'm a curious to ways.
0: see how that looks in Mario World graphics, Mario Brothers 3 graphics, see how they do that. Right, yeah,
1: that'll be, that'll be fun.
0: Uh, next up was Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order, which we talked about uh, before. We talked about that during the Video Game Award announcements and stuff. And the funny thing about the second trailer is I was a lot less hyped for it. And I think it's because I could tell... With this one, it is really the same thing that happened with Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. It's Marvel coming in and being like, get rid of everything else you used to advertise. Here's the movies that are big. Emphasize these characters now. And therefore, it does feel more like a movie tie-in or commercial. It doesn't feel... I mean <sighs> like you're really emphasizing especially it doesn't help that they're also like and by the way, you can play as Captain Marvel, huh? Huh? You're excited yeah. for her, right? You know, you, you read her comics,
1: right? Well, I mean it's I, I kinda this it's a mixed bag, right? Because most of the people so we're we're getting old, you know, and we were the generation where the X-Men were the coolest Marvel characters. Yes, Wolverine. because of the TV show. yes. yeah, because of the TV show, right? Because it, so for us, or, and even the comics at that but time. But you
0: still had Doctor Doom, and nobody
1: watched a Fantastic
0: Four cartoon.
1: That's true. Well, you don't know. I mean, I don't know everyone that's going to be there. Obviously, it's it's clearly MCU focused. Oh, right yeah. now Marvel is definitely trying to oh, pull away from everything Fantastic is, Four.
0: If it's Fantastic Four related, they're trying to just like distance yeah, themselves. It's now. obviously
1: very MCU focused. I mean, even in the comics, the Fantastic Four, are, whereas the X Men still have there's. Like eight X Men related titles running or something. There's like the Fantastic Four are are not really strong even in the comics right now. Well, again, but, because also
0: after Fox refused to give up the rights, they were like, yeah, we're gonna yeah gonna stop that.
1: But, well, yeah, but I, I think it's also there's a there's a variety of factors where I think obviously the Fantastic Four weren't what they once were, even in the '90s when the X Men were and Spider Man were sort of ruling yeah. the airwaves uh and so it's just been declined since then but so now this is so the one thing that makes me sad about this is we were playing i was playing um what was it marvel heroes omega it was a it was like a marvel free-to-play mmo uh where you you, know, you never heard of this it got shut down about a year, year and a half ago. i never heard of it. Was you never it a heard phone this? mobile game, or was, no, it was that it was on consoles? It was on PC and consoles. I've heard of DC Universe Online. I've
0: never yeah, heard of was, a Marvel. Film. This
1: was more of like a dungeon crawl, loot, Diablo kind of deal, only with Marvel characters. Um, heavy free to play elements, like where you could you basically had to pick one character. That you would, that would you could level up unlimited, and every other character would be level capped, and you could theoretically earn the in-game thing to unlock more characters. but basically, if you wanted more characters, to uh, okay. that kind of. But it was a, uh, it was, it was pretty good. It had co-op, it had split-screen co-op and other stuff. It was, but so now I can see that game died. That was a licensed-out game, so that was not developed. That was developed by a third party who picked up the license, like, f- years ago. And they, they killed the license, which basically killed the developer and killed and, the game.
0: now they've given it to Team Ninja in Japan. And so, which right. It's is interesting. Even though they seem to be, for their video games, they seem to be going for a specific aesthetic. Because this, as soon as I looked at the visuals of, like, Gamora and stuff, it looked just like the uh, Telltale, the Telltale yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy game. And it and looked, the looked visuals, like the, and-
1: If you will look it up later, but the Marvel Heroes Omega, like it's the same, it's the same aesthetic. If you had, if you hadn't put the title on it, I might have thought, oh, they're relaunching the same thing because it's like a yeah.
0: Yeah, it's that same sort of uh, cel shaded look, so it looks comic booky but not overly so. Yeah. Um, but I mean, otherwise, like what they basically showed off this time was the, the the multiplayer. Play it online, you can play it local, you can play it in the same room. So, yeah. technically, if I get my own copy and I bring my Switch over, we'd be able to play it that way. That'd be fun. I could connect mine to yours. So, um, yeah, no, it's, it, 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 it wasn't one of the things I was like most hyped about this direct, though. Yeah, it wasn't.
1: It's not, I'm not super hyped about it, but it's gonna get purchased. Um, um next,
0: so. next is a game that I actually already played on the Wii U, but I am considering another purchase of it because of the. DLC they added which is Captain Toad treasure
1: tracker Yeah, Now I haven't played it yet. It's really high. It's been high on my list um, It was It was actually one of the reasons that i got a Wii U I never got it for the Wii U. I would have lent it except mine is digital, right? That's that's the downside and I, got I really loved the the Captain Toad portions of uh, Super Mario 3D World which is why I'm glad they turned that into a full-fledged
0: it's own game. game. Yeah,
1: its own game. Um, I just always loved Toad too. Like I was. Oh, and Super- Captain Toad's the best. Like look. he
0: is ultimately, like by default, the best now. Um, to the point that I'm 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 upset he's not in Smash Brothers Ultimate.
1: I liked Captain Toad in when he shows up in Mario Galaxy. In Mario Two, I always played as Toad. <laughs> uh, even though we had the worst jump, I just loved how like nimble Toad was.
0: And Captain Toad is in Mario Odyssey as well. I forget how it's in small, smaller, but he is in every level. He's he is in there.
1: So I, I'm a big fan of the the, the the general character. So I like a game like just the idea of a game where you play as as Toad. I like um, just sort of like I like the idea of gameplays. And this yeah, is whole a other story. This is yeah. a nice
0: chill game that you'd be able to play with your kids, like everyone yeah. together trying to like, even if they're they're not holding the controller, you could basically do like a something like yeah, a Twitch plays, but with kids, and, yeah, yeah. And them calling out, telling you where to go when, yeah. Um, but I guess the first thing you were really hyped up for is
1: Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, which is funny because I, it's a I've been really craving a Castlevania game. Um, and they're making you wait as long as they, they are can. <laughs> really just killing me right now. I'm ready to like go buy a DS or something and buy, play any of the Castlevania games I missed on like GBA <laughs> and DS. It's really bad. Um, and yeah, so this is basically so I played recently played Bloodstained: Curse of the Moon on the Vita. Um, I didn't kickstart it; I just purchased it. You know, for full price, whatever they were charging on it, a while ago. I loved it because it was, to me, it was like Castlevania III uh, Reborn. And and,
0: we did talk about this a bit in our uh, Game of the Year podcast. so
1: Right, and you, so, so you have, we have, we both have some Nintendo roots, but... We've both got some Metroidvania roots, but I'm the Metroid and you're the Vania, And the Vania, right. So my roots are you know cast of the original Castlevania trilogy on NES um, and then Symphony of the Night later and um, I really like Castlevania 3 is just like has a special place somewhere in my heart because it was it introduced so many new ideas I feel like to the to the game multiple characters and all of this so but so anyway Bloodstained Curse of the Moon turned me into a fan of uh who's whoever's developing this developing this
0: Oh, goodness. Uh, I don't... Is it Inti Creates? I don't think it's Inti Creates, but they might be involved. I don't know. I can't so, remember. Anyway, anyway... I know f- it's... Uh, I- Igadashi Koji? Oh, I can't remember the guy's name. But it is, like, the one of the guys responsible for Symphony of the Night. Um, right. I can't remember
1: his specific position. They got some of got but... some of that DNA in there. And so, having not known anything about that before... If I hadn't played Curse of the Moon... This would have totally just been, okay, whatever, Blood Ritual of the Night. But they captured Castlevania 3 for me so well in Curse of the Moon that now I'm excited for Ritual of the Night. And a
0: lot of Ritual of the Night, the way the character moves and stuff like that is reminiscent of what I remember of Symphony of the Night. It definitely seems like they are trying to go for that kind of a game.
1: You wouldn't say Ritual of the Night might be sort of <laughs> <laughs>
0: But, yeah. I mean, th- and that's the problem. Like, my first Castlevania was Symphony of the Night. And I didn't play it till they released it on Xbox 360. And the big issue I had with it is when I play a Metroidvania, I prefer it to open up gradually. Um, but with, like, Symphony of the Night, the big problem was I just kept on going places and down hallways. And I guess I was somehow following the path I was supposed to. But I just felt like I was good. Like there were all these doors unexplored behind me, and I'm like, because because I fought one of like the first boss, the one flying guy, and the other dude. Mm-hmm. It's like the one flying monster guy. And like, there's two bosses you fight at once. Yeah. And I beat them, and I kept going a little bit. I'm like, I have no like I, I have no sense of direction. Oh, yeah. I have No idea where I'm going. I'm just like filling I, out I, the I map. Felt like
1: I felt like at that that was a game for me, where. At first, right, it seems like you have no idea where you're going, then you start finding all the the loopbacks, and you start finding, oh this connects here, I went here and I hit a dead end and now I loop back and now I'm here again, now I can get through because I got the, you know, the thing, I actually, I, I really love that, the castle, and then did you ever beat it or no?
0: Uh, I think I kind of saw the ending. I know, did you, did I you know the, the ups- tricks. I know the tricks. Did you get the upside down. I never count? got very far in it myself, but I uh, watched a friend play it one day, and yes, I know about the, the upside down two hundred percent. Actually, upside down castle.
1: Yeah,
0: and I know what the real ending is. I know the the, the trick to it. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Oh. Um, I, I I know all that stuff, but it's like watching. Like that's why I'm like I'm looking at like I kickstarted Ritual of the Night. I was like I want to support this kind of game being made, and I watched the gameplay and I look at it and it's like. Aspects of it look cool, but other aspects I'm not sure. I'll have to get my hands on it, but it could be that this is the one. This is the one that does it for me. This is the one that I'm that I get it.
1: I'm really looking forward to it, Uh, though. So I I really need some more Castlevania in my life.
0: So next up is Dragon Quest Eleven: Echoes of Elusive Age for Switch and you've been pl- you've, you've you've beaten it technically on the ps4
1: yeah so i've gotten the main ending and yes so i've beaten it and there's there's secrets and other things beyond the main ending i've i've tried to i've i've tried to i mean i've kind of spoiled certain aspects of it but not really spoiled <laughs> i mean dragon quest of dragon quest 11 is it's fun i really enjoyed it it's one big, long tunnel of JRPG cliches and tropes, basically. Every character, everything is... But... What era of tropes would you say? Because it's kind of changed a little bit as time has progressed. Well, I feel like it's sort of like... It might almost be... Maybe what makes it work is that it's it's sort of like a... a they look down the corridors of time and sort <laughs> of pulled from all kinds of different eras. You you got the silent protagonist still, which kills yes. me. I'm I, I really like the silent protagonist kills me every time. Um, <laughs> especially when you get him in these situations where you need him to emote and he's just like completely blank faced. Yeah. And then you know, somebody says something about how you're reacting. Like because it's like he reacted in the game, but you didn't hear you didn't, yeah, I don't know. Um <laughs> You know, you've got, you've got all this character. You've got the rogue with the heart of gold. And you've got the, you know... I don't know, the... the not Tifa, the, the, from what not, I can tell. Not Tifa. Well, yeah. Yeah, not Tifa. Um, and they just, there's, there's, like, weird things with the characters where, like... Like, the... So, Jane is, is not Tifa. And her, like... Her moves, her in-battle moveset, is like completely out of character for her character. Like she's this like super serious, tough, like, dude. And then she like has a move called hip drop, where she hits the enemy with her butt and then she giggles. And it's just (laughs) (laughs) And you're just like, what? (laughs) Like what? What is going on? A little heart appears when she hits them with her butt. And I thought maybe it had a chance to like charm the enemy. I've never seen an enemy get charmed by it, so I, I really just don't know what's going on there. Uh, I mean,
0: if you are of a certain disposition, then there are there there are fewer better ways to die. I'm guessing. <laughs> I'm guessing,
1: yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, you have the the old king who has uh, lost his kingdom. You've got the, the the sisters, who like one is a white mage and one is a black mage. Uh, and it just sort of like, I don't know, it's, it's. I think if I ha- if I had been playing, if I had a constant drip of AAA JRPGs like I would like to have, which I don't have because they just don't exist. Well you should know I, that you got a
0: Switch. I, I, it is clearly the new Vita, it is clearly yeah. where Japanese but,
1: developers are going to be supporting. Yeah, it. that's true. I might not have enjoyed it as much, but I, I really love this game, I'm, I'm really glad it's coming to the Switch. Uh, I'm glad that they're improving the soundtrack. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, that
0: that that made me laugh. Uh,
1: um, I, and, and yeah, I
0: think it's and one of the cooler touches is at any time you can swap between 2D and 3D mode. Now, I love the 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 look of it. I love how they cel shaded it. Like, there's something interesting that it is 3D rendered, and you can tell it's 3D rendered, but there's still a 2D kind of effect to it. So I'm not gonna do. I, I might do the 2D a little bit just for the fun of it, but otherwise it's gonna be that 3D all the way for me. And that's, but because that's releasing in autumn, you can look forward to our spoiler lit podcast on that in 2020. That's when we'll yeah. eventually get to it. Uh, and, so, and yes. Uh, but that was probably the first time that I really sat up and was like, oh, I'm enjoying this. Um, direct which isn't to say I was disliking it it's just like okay this is good game information uh, I'm picturing Chris right now just waiting for fire fire, a blank
1: face staring at the screen and he sits up oh I'm enjoying this
0: Uh, not quite Uh, not quite quite. my brother was watching with me maybe
1: did Jane do her hip drop move at some point in the trailer
0: no she didn't but honestly I'm already in love with
1: that character I just
0: I'm a lonely pathetic man Uh, (laughs) Starlink Battle for Atlas that was also that that that's where for me I'm like they really want me to buy this game which is unfortunate because I asked I had your eldest uh, when you were putting the babies to bed well not really the babies but the youngest when you were putting your youngest to bed I had your eldest show me Starlink tonight and I like it but at the same time that 30 minutes was enough to tell like inform me Here's how they implement the Ubisoft open world formula. I see. So I am simultaneously interested and simultaneously not, but the fact that the Star Fox content looks so good, and the last Star Fox game we got was Star Fox Zero, I think, and... Was that good?
1: I saw it in I saw it in the bargain bin at like Target the other day, and I was like, Star and it's
0: not very often you get a Nintendo game in the bargain bin. Yeah, think about that.
1: Okay, <laughs> I'm thinking about. I that mean, there.
0: it's I, I I can bring my, my copy of it over one day, but suffice to say, Star Fox Zero has its issues, and it's all because they desperately wanted to prove that that gamepad had a purpose other than as inventory screen for Zelda.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I actually, I find Starlink to be fun. You're right, it does have some of that Ubisoft stuff in there. We destroyed a tower in order to gain access to more area
0: safely. We did all kinds of random tests. It doesn't seem like you really have to do all that stuff. And right. that's the funny thing. It also reminds me of perhaps a smaller, but a better No Man's Sky.
1: Yeah. yeah, there's definitely, I think there's some of that in there. There's a little bit of Mass Effect Andromeda in there where, uh you know a lot of Mass Effect drama you go to these planets, you interact with, it's sort of like a light version where they took away all of the moral choices and character drama and just make go to a planet, you know, do, do a mission for them, establish bases, um, put resources into building the bases so that the bases will give you more resources than you invested in them, collect the resources to upgrade your ships. And or your, your character essentially, and then go do that again on five different planets. It's while a perpetual gaming mission, right? Yeah. While you then also are moving the campaign forward, because then each planet, as you as you liberate it or whatever, provides ways to move the main missions forward. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a formula. I think it's fun. It's fun because you get to fly in space. Did you get to do any of the space flight? Or yes. 10? Okay. And your
0: son is really bad at waiting for people. It's like you uh, playing Destiny. Uh, it's, it's like also, you playing Destiny, just going now, on ahead of everyone
1: else. It's also, though, that game, the it really forces player two to be way too close, super close to player one. And I can see that being in, an issue. Probably, especially in space.
0: It's probably because there's only so much the Switch can uh,
1: render. Rider, yeah, I'm guessing it's I a mean, if,
0: if, if we're honest, and the fact is, like, again, what this little tiny tablet of a machine can handle is amazing, but it's still a tiny little tablet of machine.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so it's probably a limitation of the Switch hardware. Um,
1: but I'm still, yeah. I still, I, 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 I think a, you should get it.
0: And again, because the Star Fox DLC has racing, I'm hoping all these rumors of Star Fox Grand Prix is tied to this Starlink game, uh, the <laughs> Starlink DLC, and that it's not what uh, Rare is actually working on. Uh, now, you didn't seem to care about this. I did highlight it a bit. Rune Factory 4, uh, and of course the announcement that 5 is in development for the Switch. Have you not, I, th- I don't think they've ever been that for is... a
1: non-Nintendo handheld. So, but that whole, see that whole genre is something that I've just sort of missed entirely. My entire Harvest life. Moon. A lot like like the of people Harvest did. Harvest Moon and uh, Animal Crossing.
0: See, I've never played Animal Crossing. Harvest Moon, though, was, like, a curiosity because I was getting yeah. Nintendo power. Like, you never had the Super Nintendo as part of it.
1: Yeah. And So, the- so like, it had my it had my kids were like, were totally into it. Like, okay, this is kind of cool. Like, because they play some of these free-to-play games where you, like, on the phone or whatever, like, Cat Cafe or whatever, you build stuff, you do, like... And they're like, okay, yeah, I get this farming and stuff. And then you go fight monsters, and then you collect your food that you farmed. And, and were they, like, cool.
0: done with it once the
1: marriage came Yeah, up? once it was like, I love you. I really love you. And no, no, like, no, what, <laughs> I love about that,
0: what I love about out. that, what I love about that is, I love you. And she's like, what? And then you have just kidding as an option. I loved that. It's like you can either <laughs> confirm it, like, yes, I really love you. Or you can just be like, just kidding. I'm completely lying. And it's like... But no, yeah, the Harvest Moon always had that relation. You don't have to do
1: it. Well, you don't have to do it, but it just it's sort of like that—that that was the point in the trailer. And then there's like showing the wedding, and it's like they just totally lost my kids, or like. Are you teaching think, your
0: sons toxic masculinity? Steve? I am
1: teaching them toxic masculinity, apparently, because <laughs> <laughs> I am incredibly toxic, as you know from listening <laughs> to this podcast.
0: But the um, the the. But, uh, what?
1: It's pretty Spears toxic. Why
0: do you know Pretty? Never mind. Um, but no, the uh, Rune Factory 4, I'm curious about it because I played, I think it was the first Rune Factory on the DS. And it, it is interesting. It's, you play... It's like you're doing Harvest Moon, but you're also going and killing stuff. So it's, it's interesting. It's an interesting combination. I... I'm curious to see, because evidently Rune Factory 4 was supposed to be really good. So I'm curious to see how that goes. See, that's what...
1: The only thing I think that's, that's kind of turning me off too is—is is it feels like a a sort of like a relaxing time killer sort of game. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna fight some monsters. I'm gonna plant some crops. I'm gonna harvest some crops. I'm gonna fight some monsters. I'm gonna plant some crops. Like I'm gonna talk to people in town. Like it's like a chill. It's not like a. I'm gonna get married and have babies. Yeah, right, it's sort of like a chill sort of. We're like, and I feel like I have, I have now a. A too much. Yes, yes, you play Destiny. I yes, mean, I have too much on my plate. And I picked up the Division. And so now <laughs> I'm sort of like, I feel like I need to, to play through that. And that's sort of scratching some itches right now that, that I had. So yeah, I'm just like. So
0: basically, no 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 Rune Factory for you.
1: Probably not. Division even has like some building elements, which I kind of liked. Hey hey, to, hey, 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 Direct. Nintendo, Nintendo Direct. Direct. Nintendo I, Direct. On point, on point. Division is not coming to Nintendo. All right, All right. So, so now something that we can get really excited about. that I, This is where I really sat up, like, noticeably. Oninaki, I'm really enjoying this. Oninaki
0: by Tokyo RPG Factory, the guys who did I Am Setsuna and Lost Fear, which we did have our I Am Setsuna spoiler cast. You can go back and listen to that. Uh, maybe I'll remember to link it in the show notes. But Oninaki is by those guys, but it's a different game engine. Uh, well not a different game engine it looks like it's the same game engine different game design so they're not just like taking a interesting but broken design and then trying to fix it by breaking it further
1: it's a full new design why are you I was trying to figure out what the game sort of vaguely reminded me of what was the people who made Bastion what was their next game after that oh um it was like an action transistor. Transistor. It's sort of vaguely the the combat made me think just a tiny bit of transistor, because it's like you have like a spirit attached to you or something, and then that seems to like because in transistor you like had you would like I'm trying to remember maybe not you didn't have a spirit but it was like a, it was all technology, but I felt like you chose anyway. It, it looked a little bit like that to me, which was good. I like transistor.
0: Um, and something that did come after that though was, let me think, let me see. Yeah. The game's, uh, producer was originally the director of Chrono Trigger, Takashi Tokita. Um, so, and he also did games like Parasite Eve as well. So he's not directing this, but he is, you know, there overseeing the creative and everything and helping steer them so Hopefully that'll help iron out some of the kinks that Tokyo RPG Factory has had in the past that's prevented them from being yeah. like as beloved as they could be. But this is, I mean, both. Well, lo- I,
1: I do think that actually is, is pretty big. So this is probably something I said on a podcast like two years ago. Um, but when I was comparing children's movies, I don't know why I was comparing children's movies on a podcast. But I feel like it came up anyway. <laughs> so I made the point about how I think the. The difference between the sort of like the like A-list children's animation and like the B-list children's animation—it's not the talent, it's not the technology they're using to animate, it's not the writing or anything else. It's the it's the top-level people who are saying, like, who are making the call. Say, if you've ever seen the movie *The Secret Lights of Like of Pets*, no, okay, so if you're, it's, which I would consider more like B. B plus list type animation is there's like a scene where it totally breaks you out of the movie for a minute and they go to a sausage factory and like the sausage just sing Um, like a grease like it sounds like a song from Greece or something and it's just like like so somebody had this idea and it wasn't a good idea and what they needed was a producer to say cut that like no. Uh, and I think so that's where I, I, I can see somebody like uh, having having a, a producer on there to say that's that's where you get that I think the difference lies between I think Tokyo RPG Factory, RPG? RPG Factory has the talent they have the ideas they just need somebody in there to mold them a little bit to take it from sort of a B, a B list like this was a good game I really enjoyed it I loved it but I can't say it's without flaw and and elevate that to a real sort of a list rpg action rpg in this case so i'm excited about that yeah
0: yeah so that's going to be this summer summer's going to start getting packed actually that's the tragedy of this list is i started realizing how full my summer was going to be um but next was yoshi's crafted world which i did download and play the demo of um I've never been able to really get into the other Yoshi games. Like I've tried some of them. I even tried the original Yoshi's Island for the Super Nintendo. And something about the way it feels, the way it plays, like it's it's, and maybe it's because I want to. I want to play it like a Mario game, and that's not what it is. But that's where the Yoshi Crafty Crafted World demo worked for me because it's clearly not a Mario game. It's got. Familiar elements of like Paper Mario to it, hmm. but not quite. And it's just chill, it's relaxing. And for me, it was all about find the stuff in the level. And it's like, oh, well, I can do that. And I like that. I like doing that. That engages me. So it is a nice enough game. And if March weren't
1: already packed enough, I would consider getting it. But alas, I shall not be. Yeah, we'll see. I need to, um, I might, I might pick up, um, uh... I can find him. I might think of, uh, it Yoshi's Woolly World for the Wii U. I,
0: uh, have you already forgotten that uh, somebody's birthday is Saturday and uh, somebody
1: was already planning on it. Uh, oh, he, It he was sort of like hinted. It was like, hmm, do you guys have what Yoshi's Wii World? Let's just say tomorrow mm.
0: after my haircut, uh, which is a month overdue, mm. I plan yeah, on that. Uh, great, man, just go down to, a little No. Uh, I plan on stopping by, the I okay. ah, stopping by the GameStop tomorrow.
1: Okay. that. stopping by the GameStop. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm interested. I, like I said, yeah, I'm not, I'm not totally ready yet. So now, next up is something that uh, I, it's, finally, it's still more
0: information.
1: I, I'm not there yet.
0: Fire Emblem Three Houses. You've never played a Fire Emblem game before, <laughs> so I'm not surprised. And meanwhile, for me, like there's all kinds of stuff I'm excited. I watched the trailer multiple times and started to pick up some stuff. Uh, the first thing that, like, my first question watching the trailer was, "Is this the Sacred Stones setting?" So, if anyone played on the Game Boy Advance, the setup of the different governments reminded me heavily of the setup in Sacred Stones. It must don't be. think it's, sacred stones. I, don't know. think it's the same. Yeah, of course you don't care. Uh, maybe we got some fire emblem listeners. Who knows? Um, but no, what, what more, more, more humorous is fates. One of the downsides of fates was that it went super anime in its characters, to the point that like y- you had to choose between the two sides, but each side had different versions of similar stereotypes. The older brother with a bad attitude. The regal, honorable older brother. The innocent younger sister. And in the one case, the creepily doting older sister. And if you're noticing some patterns, it's because the otaku in Japan has some really interesting tastes, I'll I'll, I'll say. And sisters. Butlers, maids, all kinds of the anime tropes all over Fire Emblem Fates. And it really... Overall, that game wasn't as well enjoyed as other entries of Fire Emblem, but this is going more for the school setting. But it's doing it in a way that I don't mind because, firstly, you're not a student yourself; you're a professor.
1: That's not as common in anime. That's all that's about true. The school that's setting. true because I played a few of these well, on the PSP. I, I feel like I played like two or three RPGs where you're a student at a school on yep. the PSP. It's all over, man. It's just it's
0: make it a school setting. We're gonna do a game. We're gonna do an anime about trains, and it's gonna be at a train school. Like, <laughs> and I'm not joking.
1: <laughs> it's it's sort of like American children's television where you got like pick two things, like pick. Okay, like, it's X-Men
0: Evolution made them teenagers for a reason, and that was before it was as bad as it is now in anime. Okay, that's
1: yeah.
0: Like, X-Men Evolution was technically ahead of the curve. What is it? The Iron Man Armored Adventures 3D CG animated? That made him a teenager in high school? Like, that was like... Is it Harry Potter's fault? Not in Japan, no. Not, no. In Japan. not in
1: Japan, It has Not in Japan, no. Because I feel like anything in America that isn't a school... Harry I'm Potter is like, very much to I'm blame. I'm just like, it's Harry Potter's fault.
0: Harry Potter is very much to blame, but no... Japan is it's, there's a whole lot of reasons, but with Fire Emblem, I don't mind it as much. I'm curious about how it will turn out, but the one most interesting thing for me is if you recall, I think la- last time I talked about Fire Emblem on the podcast, I brought up Fire Emblem Echoes, and how they had something called a turn wheel, and that the turn wheel you have a limited, finite number of uses of it, but each time you can you can rewind like as many turns back as you need. So let's say three times per fight, you can rewind uh, the battle. This is very useful if you have characters die and everything go to crap, and you're you don't want to just reset the battle and start over from the beginning. Now you can like
1: go back to say like you yeah, the turn. You said I'm going to take the risk and I'm going to attack instead of heal. Then your character dies. Like okay, let me go back to that turn, and then I'm going to heal instead of attack and see how that plays out. Kinda.
0: Sort of, yeah. Uh, Kind of. I mean, basically, again, it's as many turns as you need, but effectively, like, a whole slew of decisions put you in a really bad corner. You could basically go, okay, let me go, like, halfway back through this battle and make a completely different set of decisions. So, um... And that was in Echoes, and it was largely put in there because it was a very faithful remake of the old NES game where the design wasn't as good. Now, with... Three houses, I was wondering if they were going to bring that turn wheel forward, or if that was going to be an abandoned uh, aspect of design. And based off of watching their video presentation, there is one portion where the protagonist is standing in a certain pose when he's whisked away and introduced to the little dragon and immortal girl. And then later in the video, you see him standing in that same pose, but with an axe in his back. And then it rewinds back and battle takes place in a different manner. And I, what I'm guessing happens is, in the story, you're in the battle. The protagonist gets an axe to the back, he gets whisked away to talk to Dragon Girl, and she teaches him the ability to rewind time. And so you're going to have the turn wheel in three houses. And I'm saying this because otherwise they went into like different aspects of the game, but not the actual gameplay. Hmm. So I'm hoping that that's the turn wheel they're going to implement it again, and because that was a, that that needs to be a permanent element of Fire Emblem from now on. It's really useful. It makes permadeath easier to accept because you have to screw up really badly, or it's like okay, well at least I only lost one character instead of like twenty.
1: No, I, I do kind of like that because um, that's that is something I feel like that I, I when you describe Fire Emblem to me and you're like permadeath, I'm just like. Eh. Yeah, uh, that made it a
0: lot a lot better to deal with. Like I and you didn't have to restart every battle from the beginning. Like it, it was the best part of Fire Emblem Echoes is they they implemented that turn oh, wheel. It's just... like
1: Final Fantasy Tactics
0: had permadeath,
1: sort,
0: you know, sort of, sort of. But it, it was different. Final Fantasy Tactics permadeath is different. Yeah. Um grinding works out differently too. But, but yeah, um Fire Emblem July 26, I am s- that is my and the July, most of August game. We'll, Just, there we'll you go. See, I guess we'll see. Now, you highlighted Tetris 99. I still haven't played it
1: yet. I, I, so I've i actually been playing a ton of Tetris 99. <laughs> um, it's so I was like... I consider myself... Or at one point, I consider myself to be like a top-notch Tetris player. And then I, you play,
0: I had to play competitively and realize you were awful.
1: No, I'm, I'm not awful. I haven't managed to break top three in a Tetris 99 match. But I'm basically in the top 10 every time. Uh, I, I never miss the top 50. That's, like, embarrassing <laughs> if you miss the top 50 in Tetris 99. Uh, I hope none of our listeners miss the top 50 in Tetris 99. You should just stop playing. No, keep playing, because if you, if you stop playing, then there's gonna be more good people. Good people? Uh, yeah, so keep playing Tetris 99. Everyone. Uh yeah, it does just seem it does seem like there are there are a handful of players who are just in another world and like I'm struggling. I'm in that like the top 5 slot and I'm struggling and I'm just struggling to keep but keep myself level because the pieces are coming so fast and they're sending me like tetrises. And I'm like how did you just get a tetris when these pieces are moving so fast this late in the game?
0: there are strategies out there already there are basically like people on reddit broke down here's the optimal way to play tetris 99 and it's like me it's like i just want to go in and play some tetris a bit and it's free like that was the nice thing it's like for free today if you have the nintendo online subscription
1: yeah and that i mean i would just kind of like to to do some tetris like there were a couple then there's no explanation either so for example i'd already played like 10 games. Cuz it's before. Tetris. Who
0: needs to explain Tetris? Well, because Tetris there's to
1: there's little things. So for example, there's you can hold a piece now. So I'm like an old school Tetris person. So I don't understand what this hold thing is. So you press L1 and it takes whatever piece was currently dropping and puts it in your hold position. So let's say like it's a it's a it's a line, whatever do what you call it, the four line, the four yeah. the straight line. So you can hold that, and let's say you but you only had three lines that you could break with it right now. You want to wait till you have four. So you hold that, you build the fourth line, and then you can swap that with any piece. Or like let's say the first piece you get is one of the S pieces. Which like there's no way to put them flat and you don't want to like have to bother with like a like a T thing or anything. So you just hold that and then you put other pieces down until you have a good place to put an S piece, then you switch it. But well, there's like all kinds of strategy to this. I've never played a Tetris game that had a hold feature, <laughs> and so I'm trying to play against 99 other people who are trying to kill me. <laughs> I don't even know all the. What all the there are
0: evidently do. ways you can target other people specifically, or something like. Right, that. Right, I'm sure. So, I'm sure other people are doing that too. And I'm just like, and I'm that's, just why, trying to play Tetris that's why. That's why you get flooded because everyone
1: else knows the flood. You're like, oh, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, this is flooding. I'm just trying to play Tetris here. Except for then you can like get him back because you're like, oh, you know, I was holding on to a line. Boom, you just got Tetris, dude. Uh, anyway, so Tetris ninety nine. Be if you're terrible at Tetris, please place so that I can beat you. Um, and be number one. Um, I really need to crack that that top three. You
0: need that winner winner chicken dinner?
1: Yeah, yeah, I need that.
0: Or whatever they eat in uh in Russia. In Russia.
1: Dinner, <laughs> 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 dinner, vodka dinner. Um <laughs> Anyway. Uh,
0: so I uh, speaking of things downloaded and played, I said I played Yoshi's Crafted World. It was pretty fun, but X Machina. I was actually worried about this when I saw their gameplay last year because mm. something about it was not look, like it, it did not look like it was ready for prime time. So this 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 demo and, for me was like this this will decide am I buying this game or not.
1: And I so I didn't get a chance to play the demo. My oldest. Started playing the demo, but he couldn't figure out how to actually get into the mission in the demo. Not surprising. Uh, so, he didn't get to do it. So, watching it, you did you play Zone of Enders? I did not. This is... I know the guy who worked on Armored
0: Core. Well, just because watching the
1: movement... Because Zone of Enders was very much like... Uh, it was more...
0: Anime. The like, armored core was closer to simulationist. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Zone but of but the was Enders much, was more anime.
1: It was always like it was very much like it was a very fast paced. Your, uh, what do you call it? You're dodging and you're know, targeting multiple. Or, yeah, it's all about your know, targeting and dodging and mo- very being very mobile and moving. That's kind of what it looks to me like. This is in that vein. Yeah, I think that's where uh, the demo
0: really started to click with me. Um, when I equipped a gun that auto-fired once you locked on, and therefore it really did become more about moving around, maneuvering, knowing when to launch your missiles, and some and when to swap. Okay, weapons. yeah, that
1: that sounds like. Uh,
0: and I also started, to, and that's the thing. I also started to swap weapons, so I know like I've seen a lot of people on uh, the the Jobs forum I go on. Like naturally, there's a whole lot of people there that are like, ah, yeah, this this isn't no. And me on the other hand, I'm like, oh, I get it now. Yeah, I'm sliding around this big boss guy. That's the thing. Like, I heard some people were like, yeah, man, I tried the the, the fourth mission and it was a, like I, I really struggled. And I'm like, I, I I blasted his head off and busted him up with his own laser beam. Like, <laughs> I, I I had a fine time. It's it's in some ways it is like remembering to kill the minor guys so you can pick up more ammo mm-hmm. um, and other some like, the, the the prototype missions, like. Going back and replaying some of them, I started to learn the game a bit better. But at the same time, it's like it wasn't really difficult for me either. And I think what actually helps because the, 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 because yeah, you, you, your hub is the hangar bay. Mm-hmm. And you have to go to a specific terminal to accept the missions. Um, there's a lot of talking because there's so much talking during the mission. I ended up. I, I I can't do the Japanese language this time. I can't understand them during the mission
1: because you have to read the. I yeah. have to
0: tolerate the English dub. Ugh. So, um. Instead, so so, there's also, however, a chamber like well, not a chamber, but it's like a hallway where you can modify your character based on their like, so, which can change them outside the arsenal. They call it. Which I've never. Uh, I guess there's going to be reasons in the main camp- campaign to wander outside your arsenal, or you can right. just improve your piloting ability and improve the mech's stats. So mm. there, are, there's all kinds of stuff in that, uh, in that demo, and because it's a mech game, it's lots of exposition. And then you're like, wait, what am I doing?
1: Right. But what, what, Shoot like, the target. As, as oh no! I was supposed to defend that target. No. Oh.
0: No, as you figure it out, though. Uh, I, I like it. I'm going to buy it. It's it's now on the like definitive day one perch list.
1: I need to play the demo, and if it's anything like Zone of Enders, it will it will get purchased. Zone of Enders. Do you ever play it? I
0: never played it. I, I wanted to, and I know they had some kind of a, re- a remaster out. Yeah, is that on PS4?
1: Yes, I might have to pick it up at some point. Yeah, that's a, it's a really good. There's two games. They're both super short. I feel like Zone Vendors 1 is like three hours long. Um, mm. And uh, it's, it's fun, mech, uh, you know, anime storytelling, etc. Right.
0: Now, before we get to some of the real highlights for me, Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon, everybody, you highlighted this, and it's coming out March 20th, which is a lot sooner than I expected.
1: It's a, it's a Final Fantasy game.
0: But it's a Mystery Dungeon game.
1: Yeah, I don't care. It's Final Fantasy. It's got chocobos in it. It's Final Fantasy. I'll I, be
0: skipping this one, but I mean. Uh, I'll, 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 you can play it in front of your kids, so you get that advantage. I am. Um,
1: I like. I played, like. I actually played a fair amount of the, like, Final Fantasy Dissidia game on my phone. That gives you, uh, like, some. A lot of people do like that for reasons. Uh, for reasons. But gives you some, I'm just going to. It says Final Fantasy on it. I downloaded all of the. Or not all of. Most of the Final Fantasy phone game. Final Fantasy All the Bravest. I beat that. It was, I, I, it was terrible. I
0: tried playing a little bit of it, didn't play, play it for long. It time. was
1: terrible. I beat it. I don't care. Like, it's just a Final Fantasy game, so I'm just going to have to buy it. <laughs>
0: um, no news on the Crystal
1: Chronicles, unfortunately, yet. Yeah.
0: Hopefully that does mean they are making a new Crystal Chronicles, though. I wonder if they are. Who knows? We'll have to find out. Um, but after, after, after all the, like... They, they announced Final Fantasy, they announced all these third-party AAA games coming, a lot of... Like, I did not... Like, Mortal Kombat 11, I was like, wait, is this the last one or the new one? That's the new Mortal Kombat coming out for Nintendo Switch. Like, that was a bit of a surprise to me. Okay. Assassin's Creed 3 is... I, I don't cares? like it, but the fact is, like, there, there's like this third-party support now coming into the Switch. Yeah, it's that's like, true. Okay, and Hellblade said was Sacrifice. I'm not going to buy it again because there's no advantage to me doing so, but I'm tempted just to support that game because it was a good game. So like all this stuff, but in the end...
1: I'm tempted because the only reason I'd be tempted is because I'd be more likely to play my Switch in the dark with the headphones in mm, and like get the full experience versus... I can see that. Versus playing it with a controller on the surround sound or whatever.
0: Well you could plug headphones right into the the PS4 controller.
1: Sitting in my living room. I don't want to be like wearing headphones. Like, like...
0: well, uh, that's you. Know. That's uh, but no, for me, the what really did steal the show for me though, because it was a surprise. I didn't expect it. And it is hitting so many of my buttons.
1: Shokabell's Mystery Dungeon.
0: No, Astral, Astral Chain. chain. I, you probably did not respond
1: to this like I did. I didn't respond to it quite, but then I see things like okay, it's a it's a platinum game. Okay. Platinum so, games, yeah. So it's already it's like, okay, this is going to be good. Is this going to be what I wanna play? Oh, we've got, you know, personnel from Near Automata on there. The guy the game designer from Near
0: Automata is the director of this game. So yeah. where Yoko Taro directed Nier, Nier Automata, Otomata. he didn't do the gameplay design. The guy who did the gameplay design is now directing this. With Hideki Kamiya on supervision. So, but that doesn't, I, I don't, that, that could mean a
1: lot of hits. I wish I could play Nier Automata again for the first time. Um, <laughs> uh, but this, so, so so that's pretty much what Astral Train, like I see, I, I see Nier Automata... And the thing is, like, okay, I'm there, I'm there. Just, like, take my money. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're in. And for me, though, like part of, part of it is, like, I'm looking at the trailer, it's like, it is this late 80s, early 90s cyberpunk sci-fi aesthetic yeah. but with a modern sheen, and I'm like, yeah, this is my anime junk. And then it's, like, the 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 music. I've watched this trailer a whole oh, the bunch. The music is good. And sometimes it's just for the music. It sounds like... I don't know. Like, there's no confirmation yet. It does sound like the composer from *Near Automata*, but he got like a metal band to come in to the recording studio, and that's. I can, like, l- I can
1: listen to it again. I only oh, watched the trailer once. Definitely. It's
0: it's it's good. It's good music. It is delicious music. So I'm just in. I am for this. I, I'm, I'm totally yeah. I'm totally into it. this. Is this is gonna get pre-ordered or something? I'm um, waiting. I'm waiting, and hoping they have a special edition with a soundtrack CD. Because that song alone, like, I'm, I'm as hyped for the soundtrack as I am for the game, man. It looks good. I am so and down for this. of course, you know it's going
1: to have some kind of, like, major twist where, like, the good guys and the bad guys and the bad guys. Oh, yeah, it's anime. Guy.
0: It's totally yeah. anime
1: like that, so. Yeah, so, I'm um, in. I, I mean, I'm, yeah.
0: Yeah, but then I, I do appreciate that Nintendo's like, by the way, Metroid Prime 4 might have gotten a reboot, but Bayonetta 3 is still alive. Because they teased that like roughly the same time as they teased the uh, Metroid Prime Four, at least the same year. So yeah. it's like, yeah, the game's not dead. Oh, and also, some uh, a key member of the team left actually. So key member of Bayonetta Three left, which is like, ooh. so uh, that's yeah. it's still in development. Um, yeah. But the the the, the finale. The finale for the Nintendo Direct was Link's Awakening Remade. That's totally not Zelda. There you go, there you go.
1: It's tough to do the beginning part. But, um... It being played like an island version.
0: They were playing some of it,
1: yeah. What was it? Okay, so I've never played the original Link's Awakening. There were Goombas.
0: Yes, and there is a Chain Chomp. And a change child and Goomba's in Those there. were in the original Link's Awakening, and so it was a jump button, or jump ability at least. I never really... when, So when I was younger, I tried Link's Awakening. It was too primitive to feel like Link to the past, but it wasn't primitive enough to feel like the original Legend of Zelda, so it felt off to me. Hmm. Now, I love the look of the remake... Uh, at first, I kind of didn't. At first, I was uh, not too fond because the original...
1: Zelda. More like, Zelda.
0: Well, no, that was Wind Waker. This isn't Cell Shaded. This is Action Figure. No, it's more that um, A Link Between Worlds had a very interesting trick to give you the same sort of... like It looked similar. It was 3D graphics, but it looked similar to the Super Nintendo Link to the Past, where... If you look at a Link to the Past, the overhead camera, you should be seeing more of Link's head than his full body. What A Link Between Worlds did was, from certain angles, it would bend all of the models back. So they were kind of tilted upward. And as a result, they they didn't look weird where the camera was like, when you are playing yeah. the game. It looked closer to what the Super Nintendo did but when you look at it from the side or when you when to cha- um you can tell in certain angles when it changed perspective but basically there was a visual trick going on and they didn't they're not doing that with links awakening links awakening the models are rendered as they normally would be in the camera's at an angle so it doesn't have that same effect but now that i've gotten over that initial negative reaction i've looked at the trailer a few more times and they just look like action figures
1: walking around, and I love it. Well, not yeah, even yeah. action
0: figures. They're just little toys. Yeah. Little, little toys walking around. It's like, you yeah, know, I love it. It's and cozy. I mean,
1: really, actually, really, I like the, the aesthetic and the art of it, so.
0: It's cozy. It's lovely. And it's like, I, I'm glad to
1: have another 2D traditional
0: Zelda game, even though we've got Breath of the Wild, trying to change all what we know.
1: I really do need to play Breath of the Wild, apparently.
0: Oh, it is a good one. It is a good one. Um...
1: That's another story, but Link's Awakening looks looks good, for sure. So,
0: um, that was the Nintendo Direct, and then last week was, no, no, yesterday. Was it yesterday? Cripes, yeah, it was yesterday. Um, because yesterday was Pokemon Day. Granted, this podcast is going up on a Saturday, so it was a few days ago, but, no, it was the 27th. On, on
1: Pokemon Day.
0: On Pokemon Day, which is the celebration, the anniversary of the original Japanese release of Pokemon Red and Green. Blue. Blue. It was blue in America. Was it green in Japan? It was green in Japan. It was Venusaur on the cover. I have no idea why they changed it in America, but they did. I guess they decided, they they thought Blastoise because he has guns on his back, in his shell. They're like, there's no way a plant reptile is going to sell in America. Let's put the one with guns on its back.
1: I wonder if that's also just like a cultural thing where I just feel like red and blue are more complementary. Maybe. Than red and green. Like red
0: versus blue. It might be, it might be. Um, yeah. At the same time, I mean, they always made Kirby look angry on the cover of Nintendo's. A- yeah, there's, there's lots of things. I, mean, I think they finally it. stopped doing that, but I don't remember. I, I don't know for sure. But yeah, every true. every American Kirby cover. But yes, So The Pokemon, original, so,
1: Japanese release of Pokemon on the original Game Boy. was
0: red and green, and anniversary of that day. And so they had, and I didn't expect it. I was expecting, like, majority, like, the new Pokemon Mystery Dungeon and then like a 10 second teaser for Pokemon Generation 8. Instead, nope, it was seven minutes of Pokemon Generation 8. Half of that was being actual new footage and then half of it being just people talking. About the new footage. So it's taking place in not the UK.
1: The UK. Yeah, not the UK.
0: Yeah, pseudo UK. And I realized they can never make one of these games in a pseudo Australia because every Pokemon will be a, po- a poison type, and the game will have to be rated M because everything will kill you and steal your baby.
1: Basically, yeah. A, so like we will thing. never
0: we will never get Pokemon Down Under,
1: and we've already got Kangaskhan. So
0: You we do well. That
1: uh, that that's Mongolian, man.
0: Well, wait, he's got the pouch like a kangaroo. I it's get a what you're kangaroo. Saying. It's a kangaroo. You're saying, but it's Mongolian names. So. It's a kangaroo
1: with like a yeah. Who knows? That's that's actually really racist. I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, so, so I mean, yeah. I I, I don't know what they are. The starters are cute. They may look kind of like the Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> I've seen that. I've seen that. Uh, I mean, the the correct
0: answer is uh, uh Sable. The correct answer for starter is
1: sable. Sable. Ah, uh, maybe. Watertight.
0: Evidently for some reason, what is it, Grookey, the monkey? Is mm-hmm. it Grookey or something. It's everyone on the internet has decided it's got a gun. <laughs> so, it's uh it's it's the violent one. Did,
1: um, did, this is a really this is a really important question. In the trailer, did was I the only one who thought that Sable was like peeing on the, the fire from uh what's the funny? You would take it that way, but no, no, you're not. What was the bunny's name again? That was the first thing Scor- I score Scorebunny. Score Bunny, yeah. Scorbunny, yeah. bunny. Yeah. Sobble, and Grocky. Grocky. Grocky?
0: Gronky? Grooky? Gronky, there you go, he's a patriot ape.
1: <laughs> that would be funny if he evolved into, like, Gronk.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Um,
0: no, I think he's a Grooky, Gronk, I don't know, but...
1: I mean, what is, there's not really too much to say. It's a new Pokemon game, apparently it's going to have random encounters, which I think is dumb. Uh, I was surprised, but would, you know what I noticed, though, in that clip? The
0: character was sneaking through the long grass. They weren't just walking through. They were kind of sneaking through. So I'm wondering if that will impact uh, the random encounters or not.
1: Well, because, so, I, like, I, I finished World of Final Fantasy and then went in immediately into Dragon Quest Eleven, And what it made me realize was I actually think that World of Final Fantasies dungeons are actually pretty good
0: but they're not but they're not we'll discuss this next episode we'll you, but they were
1: hamstrung by a too high encounter rate
0: Wait, until you needed to grind
1: and then the encounter rate player. seemed too low Like the, but all of that could have been solved with so playing Dragon Quest XI all of your you initiate encounters in the field and so it was really easy to like, oh, I like, I'm going back through this dungeon to get this missed chest or something. It was really easy to just sprint through. Or when you were doing a, a a puzzle part of a dungeon, it was really easy to just avoid all the monsters while you're running. And I think even though, I actually think that the aspects of some of World of Final Fantasy's dungeons were better designed that the... And so I just, when I I played Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu a bit, and I liked having most of your stuff in the field, even though there are like these unavoidable encounters too, but with other trainers. But I feel like it feels like a step backwards to then make them all random again.
0: Yeah, and I was that I mean if you recall when we were talking about it the last time, I was predicting that let's go and this would be the same engine, and they still might be, but the visual style looks a lot more like an evolution of the 3DS Pokemon.
1: Yeah, I know. It doesn't and look like the, the... Well, like the characters look more... and, I, and I, I, Yeah.
0: They're they're cell shaded and everything, whereas Pokemon Let's Go wasn't. And um, you... Yeah, you got the, the, the random encounters again. So that's... I'm curious about that. I want to see how the combat really plays out. And because when I... I think when I watched your wife playing Let's Go, I think it was... The, the trainer battles did look like they were sped up. It didn't seem like it was a whole lot of um, reading text, clicking the A button to make the text was by, Or what is it that? Like, it didn't seem it like still it does that. You
1: know, whatever. Okay, you know, Pikachu uses Zippy Zap. Uh, whatever. Uh, Squirtle is defeated. Okay, trainer, whats your face user... It's super effective, whatever. Squirtle is defeated. Trainer, whats your face is going to... Does it include to,
0: damage, poison, like, someone...
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, so so-and-so is poisoned, like, every turn or whatever, yeah, okay.
0: Okay, then maybe, maybe, maybe... Maybe they just sort of streamline it they, a little bit. they really need to speed that stuff up. Like, they really need to get rid of most of the narration, if not all of it. Because all of that information, you like, on the Game
1: Boy, play, it made sense. In modern technology... Like, well, you play any other, any other RPG, it's like, you know, somebody gets hit... And then you see the poison pop up. And now there's a little poison cloud. And, okay, that's all the information I need to know that my character is poison. Yeah. And, and if you they... need
0: to know super effective, just change the color of the numbers, the size of the numbers. Um, if it's not very effective, just make it gray numbers and stuff like that. Like there, There's all kinds of things they can do to convey this information. Um, and yet for some reason, they just don't. And on one hand, it's like, well, maybe because it's Babby's first RPG. Wait, no, that doesn't make sense, because Babby don't know how to read. Yes. So, it's... That's it's a problem. It's one of those things that I'm hoping they, they manage to fix and speed up, but we'll have to see, because I guarantee you this is the highlight of E3 in June, which I think Very might important. have been what I said in our predictions, because that's what I was expecting the reveal. I did not expect it this soon, but um, I guess that just goes to show me. haha. Um... But, yeah, that's when we're going to be seeing a lot of information. And that's why, like, dude, after after this Direct especially, um, I am really looking forward to E3, and I'm going to have to take some days off work so I could just wake up, sit down, and start watching Nintendo's Treehouse Live on E3 because they're going to have more information on Damod X Machina, more information on... They're going to have at least two or three gameplay sessions for Fire Emblem Three Houses with more detailed information. Um, And that's, like... That's what makes their E3 presentations so good when they do them, because you have It's a not like banjo players. Of, and,
1: uh... I and, hate you. Uh,
0: um, you have a whole cast of their their employees. You will have developers on board, and they will be playing the game and asking questions. Whereas you watch just about like you watch Sony, you watch Microsoft, you watch anybody else, and they got the trailer footage of the game playing while they talk, and it's like this is less interesting because you're 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 asking the same marketing points. Whereas... Right. And things have gone wrong in Nintendo Treehouse. They've run into bugs and glitches. And you get to hear the developers respond in real time to that. But right. it's, it's a lot more interesting. I love the Nintendo Treehouse and there's so much to look forward to. Including more Astral Chain! And hopefully more... F- like, they'll probably have Orin- Animal Crossing then. of Bayonetta 3 then, hopefully.
1: Onanaki. Onanaki.
0: They might, because that's a summer release. Um, depend It depends, because they don't always have third parties. But they might. They might. Um, that's also available for PlayStation Four later this oh, year. Oh, is it? So it's not an exclusive. Um, they might have more Dragon Quest Eleven, but I mean, I can watch someone play the PS Four version of that. Yeah,
1: that's unless not, it's not like they too will, much. That again, you can learn knowing enough. them,
0: knowing them, when they they will have a session dedicated to showcasing and highlighting the two D version of Dragon Quest Eleven. <laughs> that's how they roll. That this is, is a how prediction cool it right is. now. Yeah. So uh, we've. This has gone long enough. I was thinking maybe we'd do another double recording uh, tonight, but no. No. No, it's too late.
1: I'm um, going to do it.
0: But hopefully you guys enjoy. You know, again, like, send uh, RamblePack64 at gmail.com. Uh, send a comment or something, or at tweet me at C. Cesarano. Let me know, because, yeah, no one was really commenting on the Facebook anyway, except, like, one friend of mine. And that was only once in a while. But, yeah, just if there's anything you liked about the um, Direct, or I should really get the discuss commenting section working on my website probably um, so yeah just whatever uh, let me know somehow um, you can find me at ramblepack64.com that has links to everything including how to find more of these episodes and steve the
1: yes the progmine i, I saw my review for dream theater up uh, last week so uh, it's
0: supposed to be good
1: yeah it was good it was all right it was i didn't i didn't love it i didn't hate it
0: I know a lot of people basically say it's closer to their old sound. Yeah.
1: It's closer to their old sound, but it also is sort of like... Less inspired as a result. Yeah, it's sort of like... Well, there's aspects of it where... Now we're just getting my, my real quick mini-review here. There's aspects of it where they just like... Some of the songs just feel like they haven't had anything convincing to sing about anymore. Where what... <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> I, I'm sorry. That amuses me
0: for some reason. Oh no!
1: Just like I, obviously, all this music, all of these music is, is, is fairly ridiculous. There's a song where they're like singing, singing about like uh, like seeing some girl in a coffee shop and falling in love with her, but never being able to talk with her or something. And I'm just like, you guys are like middle aged dudes with kids and families and stuff. Like you're just this is not a song you should be should be singing about
0: retirement, man. <laughs> right? Should be ah. singing about being a boomer.
1: Yeah, not about, like, you know, infatuations with random chicks at... Coffee you know, shops, at, yeah. at Starbucks, you know, it's just like... And, and so, like, where there's an element where... It's not what I'd expect out of a prog rock mo- album anyway. I mean, that's, that's just one song. But just, like, in general, there, there's some really good stuff on there. There's some of the best stuff Dream Theater done since Mike Portnoy left. Um, I didn't say that in the review because I didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings or something. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, anyway, uh, you go read, go read my review, go read other stuff. We've got some good stuff on there. Some interesting music um, that you've never heard of, that you wish you had heard of, after you hear it. You'll be glad that you have heard of it after you hear it. On, on that note. On that, on that bombshell. There's night. no bombshells.
0: We, we never, never have a bombshell. We, we never have a bombshell. Uh, That's why we
1: say on that bombshell. It's, it's, there's no bombshell.
0: On that limp grenade. Have a good night, everybody. Good night,
1: everybody.